Hi, welcome to the 12 Days of Tomfoolery, part six. Ho, 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 ho. (laughs) Hi. I messed you up there a little bit. Uh, (laughs) Tell us about the sixth house a little bit, Kate. The sixth house. The sixth house is my my house, the Virgo house. Um, Womp, womp. love I love clowning on Virgos um no so the sixth house is one of the less fun houses um not that Virgo is one of the the less fun signs we're mischievous we're fun we're just we like to get to business we're very analytical nitpicky um analyze 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 uh so it's about the house of daily routine um making sure that you have good habits it also relates to your health it is a house of uh health it can be like big health things. It usually is more like, you know, the smaller the health bumps, but it is health as well. Um, and also uh, kind of small pets, like your domestic animals do fall in there as well since they help you build a routine and stick to it. So six house, Virgo. Speaking of cute As you can pets. see, I'm super excited <laughs> about it. Oh, I'm thrilled. You're crazy. Good, I'm going to get good. a text from my thrilled. sister. Well, she's like, stop pooping on the Virgos. <laughs> your MC is in Virgo. That's why you're so nitpicky about everything. That's why you go so – I told you. That's why like – because Tiffany does. God bless her soul. She's amazing. I'm glad she does. I'm a bad Virgo. Um, is very – she's so great at that editing and she's so good at the details. But she does freak out about it, which is a very, a very Virgo thing. And her career house, her MC starts in Virgo. So that – that manifests for you in this kind of stuff, Tiff. Ooh, another reason for my anxiety. Love it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Love it. So speaking of cute uh, animals and pets, we're going to be talking about Holocaturum. <laughs> and I said that totally wrong. So get over it. See, the Yule Cat that is... Said that wrong. There it is. Yeah, the Yule is. Cat, who is Gryla's apparently house cat, uh, we're going to be rounding out talking about Gryla, the Yule cats, the Yule lads, and now the Yule cat. I know. I feel like this is my third date with Gryla. I'm, I'm getting to know about her family. I'm getting to more know intimate details about her. Yes. It's great. So just a quick summation before I go into some more stuff about it. The Yule cat is a huge and vicious cat who is described as lurking about the snowy countryside during Christmas time and eating people who have not received <laughs> any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. He is the house pet of Gryla and her sons, though referred to as an ancient tradition, written accounts of the Yule cat have only been located as recently in the 19th century. The okay, threat quick of question. Eaten, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Is the Yule cat like... Did Coles make up the Yule Cat? Like, why does everybody need new clothes? This seems like a marketing scheme to me. <laughs> like, go get your new clothes. Get your Coles cash. <laughs> Shake some ass for Coles cash. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I kind of cover it here in a minute, but basically I think it was to help convince people to work harder to get the last uh, wool done, like all the wool pulled in for the fall so that they would have the textiles they needed to make clothing for the winter. Got it. I think that might be one of the main reasons, but I think, but it was love scaring the shit out of kids in Iceland. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's a passion of theirs. Passion. passion. 
How many ways can children project. be eaten in Iceland? <laughs> a lot. Well, several because <laughs> yeah, comes this guy because his favorite dinner is kids. So, mm. so the threat of being eaten by the Yule cat was used by farmers as an incentive for their workers. I didn't realize that was the next sentence <laughs> to finish oh, processing perfect. the autumn wool before Christmas. The ones who took part in the work would be rewarded with new clothes, but those who did not would get nothing and thus be preyed upon by the monstrous cat. So the oh, cat has snap. alternatively been described as merely eating away the food of the ones without new clothes during Christmas feeds as well. Um, the perception of the Yule cat as a man-eating beast was popularized by poems of Johannes Urkultlum as with the rest of folklore. And I actually have the... Yule Cat poem written by him in 1932. I just got to get over here. Uh, yes. Let's do a Yule Cat slam poetry session. Let's go. The following is Coltlam's poem in English. Here we are. You all know the Yule Cat and the cat was huge indeed. People didn't know where he came from or where he went. He opened his glaring eyes wide, two of them glowing bright. It took a really brave man to look straight into them. His whiskers sharp as bristles, his back arched up high, and the claws of his hairy paws were a terrible sight. He gave a wave of his strong tail and jumped and he clawed and hissed, sometimes up in the valley, sometimes down by the shore. He roamed at large, hungry and evil, in the freezing Yule snow. In every home, people shuddered at his name. If one heard a pitiful meow, something evil would happen soon. And everyone knew he hunted men, but did not care for mice. He picked on the very poor that no new garments got for Yule, who told, pardon, who toiled and lived in dire need. He took them in one fell swoop, the whole Yule dinner, always eating it himself if he possibly could. Hence, it was that women at their spinning wheels sat spinning a colorful thread for a frock or little sock, because you mustn't let the cat get a hold of the little children. They had to get something new to wear from the grown-ups each year. And when the lights came on, on Yule Eve, and the cat peered in, the children stood, rosy and proud, all dressed in their new clothes. Some had gotten an apron, some had gotten shoes, or something that was needed. That was all it took. For all who got something new wear stayed out of that pussycat's grasp, he then gave an awful hiss, but went on his way. Whether he still exists, I do not know, but his visit would be in vain if next time everybody got something new to wear. You might be thinking of helping where help is needed most. Perhaps you'll find some children that have nothing at all. Perhaps searching for those that live in a lightless world will give you a happy day and a merry, merry Yule. Um, there you go. So... <laughs> I want to see the Yule Cat as one of the judges on Project Runway. <laughs> People come out with their new clothes. If they don't like what you made, he'll just eat you. Right? About to fight for your life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heidi Klum. Ooh. <laughs> So some people, or some people, some of the articles I read said that I guess it's a kind of shifter because he could grow as large as he needed to eat his victims. And it said his favorite were children. Um, Also, he would be as like big or bigger than a house and his eyes would glow bright and his whiskers were apparently exceedingly rough and sharp. And speaking of your best friend, Bjork, she has a yes. very famous Christmas song called Holy Geturn about the cat. 
No, stop it. I'm serious. When I found this, I was like, Kate is going to lose it. I am going to lose it. Oh, my God. So you were were poking fun and then it was actually a thing. So (laughs) apparently it's really famous too over there and it plays on the radio every year, like all the time. So that is their All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. It's playing all the time over there. No, stop. (laughs) It's the Christmas cat song. It's called The Christmas Cat. Oh my God. Okay, wait, did you listen to it? Is it in English or is it in... um, I I only got to listen to a little bit of it because that's what I was looking up right before we started this. Is it in English? I have the English translation. Oh, I'm definitely going to be pumping this jam. That's for sure. Oh, Uh, that's so funny. I'm going to go ahead and read off real quick so that you don't have to wait to find out how great this is. Yes. Yes. So your girl, your girl Bjork, and I'm going to send you the YouTube link as soon as we're done and you can watch it tonight. (laughs) Hashtag blast. Yes. Hashtag blast. Clearly I don't speak any Icelandic languages, so we're just going to go with the English, thankfully. So it starts out, (laughs) you know, the Christmas cat, the cat is very large. We don't know where he came from nor where he has gone. He opened his eyes widely, glowing both of them. It was not for cowards to look into them. His hair is sharp as needles. His back was high and bulgy, and his claws on his hairy paw were not a pretty sight. Therefore, the women competed to rock and sew and spin and knit colorful clothes or one little sock. For the cat could not come and get the little children. They had to get new clothes from the grown-ups. When Christmas Eve was lighted and the cat looked inside, the children stood straight and red cheek with their prayers presence. He waved a strong tail. He jumped scratch and blue and was either in the valley or out on the headland. This is quite similar to the poem, but it's Bjork's song. Hey. She can do what she wants. She, she walked about. She She's a queen. Yeah. Hungry and mean and hurtfully cold Christmas snow and the kindled and kindled the hearts with fear in every town. If outside one heard a week and it's spelled M-E-A-O-W. Meow. They really Meow. spelled it out. <laughs> Love then it. unlock was sure to happen. Unluck was sure to happen. All he knew is he hunted men and didn't want mice. He followed the poor people who didn't get any new clothing near Christmas and tried and lived in poorest conditions. From then, he took the same time all of their Christmas food and ate them also themselves if he could. So he would literally eat their dinner and then the kids. Therefore, the women competed to rock, sew, and spin. And I guess she's like starting to repeat it and do the hook and stuff. Yeah, she's in the chorus Um, now. There's like four little paragraphs left. For uh, some had gotten an apron and some a new shoe or anything that was needful, but that was enough. For pussy should not eat no one who got some new piece of clothes. She hissed with her ugly voice and ran away. If she still exists, I do not know. But for nothing would be his trip if everybody would get next Christmas some new rag. You may want to keep it in mind to help if there is need. For somewhere there might be children who get nothing at all. Mayhaps... They look for those who suffer from lack of plentiful lights. We'll give you a happy season and a Merry Christmas. Love Bjork. So that's, I guess. I, I love that it ends with like a happy season and a Merry Christmas. Okay, wait, this is so unhinged and so amazing. <laughs> can you add the song to the episode? Is that like a thing you can do? So I've got to check like copyright stuff because I can't upload things that are copyrighted. Um, okay. Some of the things would allow me because we do 
publish through Anchor, I can link Spotify songs. But if people don't have Spotify premium, they'll only hear the first 30 seconds. So I will try and find the song and link it to the end of the episode. And it'll just autoplay after we say goodbye. If I can, I will try very, very hard. I need it. This is like the mental image, the (laughs) mental imagery going on in my head of like this song. I don't even know what it sounds like, but like I can, I, you know, the Bjork sound like going on repeat in like Icelandic stores. I mean, what little I heard was pretty unhinged. Oh my God. It's so unhinged. This is so funny. Oh my, I cannot believe this is a real thing. That is so amazing. Also like no shit that like tickets, I don't know if they're still doing this, but a couple of years Mm -hmm. ago, um, it was like, if you flew to London, you could get a ticket for dirt cheap if you stopped over in Iceland, but you had to stay, I think like at least one night, if not two nights, but you could like fly to London for like 200 bucks as opposed to 800. If you did this Iceland thing to like pick up their economy, it's probably mm-hmm. cause who wants to go there? Like it, it, cats are eating kids, swiping your sausage. You're going to get eaten at night. Like, yeah, no shit. They're like, Hey. You can get to uh, London for 200 bucks, but you're going to have to stay in this. You might get eaten by a giant cat, demon cat. So up to you. I don't know. I would totally go. I just feel like the vibes would be just so hilariously like creepy, but also very welcoming and wholesome. Just sounds perfect. I think I would have. No, me too. (laughs) Me too. My friend, my friend Nina did go with her husband and they just went to Iceland and she had a really good time. But, um, it just sounds like such an unhinged place. I want to go. Are you kidding it me? It sounds like it's made for me. Unhinged is my jam. It's it sounds so very Scorpio. It's true. Unhinged is my jam too. Maybe we should maybe we should plan a trip to Iceland. Well, if we get big enough, we'll go to Iceland and try to hunt down Bjork and ask her some questions. Yeah. Share our podcast so Tiffany and I can go to Iceland and meet Bjork. Please. Please. Hi. You're really cool. Yeah. High five. Love your Christmas cat song. total headbanger total bop do you have any uh awesome christmas cats to talk about or what are you gonna speak on today my dear no 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 christmas cats (laughs) no christmas cats um so i'm just mine was a little hard to to find stuff for because Mm -hmm. not to hate on virgos it's just not that fun of a house you know like it it just it just kind of isn't for this kind of thing to like to like make this but a couple of things that I did uh, come across. Um, first of all, the uh, the pandemic. I read I read a little bit about the pandemic of 1918. Um, you know, 100 years before COVID, and right. kind of what they were doing ar- around Christmas because it was just like in its uptick. Um, it was kind of like the first the first big hit of it in 1918, and it was really funny to me because talk about like history repeating itself, same pattern showing up over and over again. It was very similar to to when we had the pandemic at Christmas. Uh, people were told to wear right. masks. They didn't really want to. People were told not to go over to each other's houses for dinner. They didn't really want to. Um, <laughs> but after the holidays, there was this, you know, it, it spiked up. It's kind of similar to when we had the big spike the second year. Um, but also interestingly with that, I, I thought I would find like something really interesting and cool that was like really different about their the way they dealt with it. But honestly, it was it was very, very similar, just without the media, you know, all over the place, right. which I thought was interesting. Um, but also I just I pulled the chart from 1918 through 1920 when it was when the Spanish influenza was like at its um 
apex. And I did find it very, very interesting. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, obviously. Um, but I thought it was really interesting that uh, right as it began, Saturn had just ingressed into Virgo, into the communal sixth house of health. So Saturn was there, like putting the putting the hammer down on health, which then if you want to say, well, Saturn wasn't in Virgo when we had the pandemic. And no, it wasn't. But there were other astrological things going on that affected us differently. Also, because like in 1918, 1920, it was a little more intense on the health side, not to not to downplay COVID, but they just didn't have mm-hmm. as much, you know, medical finesse and, and wherewithal and knowledge. So it was a little bit more like focused on the actual like health side of things. Whereas with ours, obviously health was huge, but Saturn was in Aquarius and then dipped back into Capricorn and then went back into Aquarius. And Aquarius is like the com- the community. It is it rules the 11th house, which is all groups and also technology. So Saturn obviously changed a lot of things with how we communicate Mm. through technology. Obviously we started having a lot of zooms and then like after the pandemic really took off is when it retrograded back into Capricorn. When we, when everybody started to kind of lose their jobs, get furloughed the money from the government. And that was kind of like, okay, then everybody had to reevaluate what they were doing for career, huge shifts in career, how we got made money, how those kind of structures. And then it went back into Aquarius and still is in Aquarius. Oh, and there's some sirens outside my window. Um, yeah, I hear them. Dealing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe let's just pause for a second. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny because um, I did a. Jeez. Hold on. All right, I'm going to pause it. It's really funny that those sirens just went past, though, because I actually did a YouTube video um, mm-hmm. about when Saturn went direct, which I got to start doing my YouTube videos again. Mars is in retrograde, so I don't have any energy. But when I did that video and I was talking about Saturn, sirens came past, too, like in the video. And I was like, it's funny because there's a crisis coming. Um, so it's funny that it happened again, but, uh, anyway, so it, it went back into Aquarius and we're still kind of dealing with how we deal as a community, the fallout from community technology. A lot of people are still working from home, doing their meetings from zoom and stuff like that. So not that it wasn't about health. It definitely was about health, but there were other, there were other things for us to kind of really restructure this time around. But anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. And then, in traditional Virgo, and here's a good thing about Virgos, okay? I'm not going to clown on them for a second. I'm going to say something nice. Virgos are very, very much about service to others, helping others. Virgo is a very kind energy. It's just kind of an annoying energy sometimes, but very, very kind. If you've got a Virgo in your life, you're lucky. Virgos are very good people. Um, so I looked up a list of um, nine ways to celebrate holidays in the hospital, nice things you can do if someone is sick in the hospital. And I know I personally um, dealt with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but before my dad passed away, um, the, a couple of years before he he was sick and he was in the hospital. So just I just want to read this little list of like fun ideas to help if you have a sick one that's in the hospital around Christmas, because it does happen to people. So yeah. just quick uh, and easy and just some, some nice ideas if you've got a a sick family member or friend. Um, The first thing you can do is um, Christmas tree. Have a family member bring in a small tree to make it feel more like home. If your child is up for it, make decorations and let them decorate it just the way they want it. Make it theirs. Um, Lights, obviously. Light up a hospital room with simple strand of lights, such as ice coals or traditional multicolored ones. 
Christmas music. What better way to bring Christmas cheer than with some classic songs? Be aware of others around you in the noise level. Don't have a huge Christmas party. Um, you know, Christmas movies. Many hospital rooms have a DVD player. Do they still? I don't know about that. Maybe they do. Uh, trundle bed sleepover. I thought this was cute. Check with hospital staff, but many times one or two members are allowed to stay overnight. Ask for a trundle bed and make a sleepover, Christmas sleepover from it. Um, Scentsy. Smells have a way of comforting us. Have a friend gather your favorite smells in wax form. Get a warmer and make it smell like your grandma's homemade cookies or fresh Christmas tree. Um, hmm. Sometimes candles aren't permitted, but like you can like kind of make do dia. IY in Ed Gain fashion, um, your own like wax oh. candles that don't have to be lit that still that have like a stronger scent to them if you use more oils that you can bring into the hospital. Um, handwritten notes, nothing brings more joy than a handwritten note from a loved one. Um, open presents, obviously. I guess this is kind of like into like duh, but I just thought it was cute. Um, yeah. And keep on giving. The hospital staff works hard over the holidays, make many are away from their families to serve, which also thank you, hospital people. I mean, I've had to work on holidays, but not in a hospital, which I'm sure is, has a little bit of an extra emotional toil. Um, many are away from their families to serve. A lot of Virgos are health workers, by the way. Give a simple gift or letter to a nurse or doctor to show appreciation and brighten their day, which I think is really great because you should spread the love. So yeah, that's that's my little Virgo sixth house Christmas spiel. What do you got? And just to... to uh add on to what you said. You said a lot of Virgos are in healthcare and my sister Luann is in the medical field. <laughs> is she? Is she a Virgo? Yeah. 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 It's, it's a big, either Virgos or if you have like your sun or Saturn, um, Venus, sometimes some placements within the sixth house, even if it's not Virgo can sixth and 12th both can, um, point to healthcare, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of Virgos in it. And my, my friend Katie, who I'm doing her chart when I start doing the charts is, is in healthcare as well. And her son, she's a Libra, but her house, her son is in her sixth, her, her sixth house. So yeah. And thank you, Luann, for all of your help and working through the holidays in, in Christmas. So do you want to learn about a pooping log that is a <laughs> staple in? <laughs> yes. And actually, okay, I forgot about this. first, first of all, Obviously, I would love nothing more, but I forgot you were doing this. And also, every sign rules a, um, and this is like back in ancient traditional astrology, like this has been around forever. Every sign rules a part of the body, and Virgo rules the intestines. So it's even better that, that you're doing the poop, the poop log for. Virgo and just staying on oh, perfect, staying on brand, guys. So, staying on brand, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, so the Catalan Christmas season is very particular in a traditional time of year full of unique little characters, and one of those characters is Caganer, Kagan, uh, a ceramic figure representing a man dressed in typical Catalan clothes with his pants down and exposed buttocks squatting over his newly <laughs> produced. Stop it poop so <laughs> as strange as strange as it may sound this little Ooh. fellow is placed in the catalan nativity scenes as a way to bring luck and prosperity for the following year oh my god so what is tio Nidal or the spanish cajatio it's <laughs> meaning 
If you have walked in the center of Barcelona during the Christmas season, chances are you've already spotted this happy little character staring at you from a variety of windows. They're actually so cute. I'll send you some pictures and I'll post some. Are they like actually pooping in the statues or? Um, Well, the logs. Yes and no, not like not poop. Like you put the presents in. I'll I'll tell you in a second. So, but the figurine is a man squatting doing a poop. So moving on. <laughs> so the cat Catalan log known in Spain as Cajatillo or Tia de Nadal is literally a log to which people add eyes, a nose and mouth, two small little legs and a traditional Catalan hat. It is a cute little character who people easily grow fond of. And it is, um, but don't get too attached to Tia de Nadal because before Christmas is over, you will be spanking that merry log for gifts. Need to read that again. <laughs> Oh my we'll God. You, yeah. We'll give you oh, a minute is what they said. I'm like, I don't need to read it again. Cause I'm already on board. So I mean, it I all. Am, yeah. <laughs> I'm usually, so on board. This is so unhinged. Yes. I know. I knew you would love it. Uh, he is usually so placed much. in the living room so everyone can interact with him. The family covers the log's body with a small blanket. So it remains cozy and warm during the Christmas season. <laughs> and during the month of December, the log is fed by the children who believe it is actually eating the food they leave out for him since their parents move the food from site during the night or leave some of it out. Yeah. Marks on it. So. Yeah. Hope I didn't ruin some Spanish child's Christmas by saying that. Anyway, what happens on December 24th, a special Cajatillo song. It all sounds nice and harmless, but the 24th is not particularly happy day for this beloved family mascot. The happy little log is placed by the fire and the ceremony begins. Each child is given a stick so that they can hit the log, demanding that it poops out presents for them <laughs> as they sing the traditional Cajatillo song. No. I can't. And I am saying Caja because it's C-A-G-A, and I'm assuming they're doing the H sound. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. So I'm going to try to read this as best I can. My Spanish is decent, but Catalan dialect is a little different. They use a lot of lispy sounds. So, oh my god, you're I'm just such a Virgo it. about this. Your pronunciations. You have such. A, you're such a Virgo about it. I Whatever. Cajatillo <laughs> song. Cajatillo, cajatoro, avellanes y mato. Si no cajes be, et dare un cop de basto cajatillo. So, the song can be roughly translated to poop log, poop nugget, hazelnuts, and mato cheese. No. If you don't poop right. No. I'll hit you with a stick. <laughs> Poop log. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I feel like you should have prepared me for this. I'm no, because I didn't want it. you to know what it was going to, what it meant. I'm losing it. that way. I'm losing it. I think my I favorite can't. part is just they say poop log and it has an actual exclamation point. So I, I think I should have actually said it louder. But Poop log. Oh, poop log. Oh, I like poop nugget. Oh my God. This is. Oh, poop God, nougat. I'm so it glad was poop we're doing nougat. This. Oh, nougat. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> excuse yeah. Excuse me. you. How dare yeah. you? Poop nougat, please. Oh. Oh. So my God. anyway, after they sing the song, and after beating the friendly figure while singing this, the song, the children yeah, run is... out of the room. That is when the parents place small gifts, nougat, and other sweets under Cajatijo's blanket. Though the official gift giving day in Spain is Dia de los Reyes. On the 6th of January, some families have started using Cajatillo to ceremony to exchange their Christmas gifts. So 
When the night is over, some families put the log away to be used again the following year, while others, in a bizarre twist, just throw it in the fire. Oh my god! I know. Oh my god, this is like very traumatic. They're like, I, I don't know if I'm okay with this. Like, they're like covering the little poop log in the blanket and like. And once again, this is straight from the horse's mouth. I've got this from a magazine from in Barcelona. So here it says, where do I buy this Catalan Christmas pooper? Where do I buy it? You can find the logs for sale almost anywhere during the Christmas season. If you're in Barcelona. So Christmas markets are the best place to buy them. And then it like tells you where you can do that. And then also it says in the article, if you go to the Fira de Santa Santa Lucia, which usually takes place in front of the St. Eulalia's Cathedral in the Gothic neighborhood is the largest, most popular Christmas market in the city. You can go there and find pocket-sized, and I accidentally said poop-sized to Kate, and then I was like, well, same thing. Pocket-sized oh, yeah. cajatillas, <laughs> all the way to large novelty-sized cajatillas, so big that you'll have a trouble finding a place for them in your house. And I just I just thought that whole thing was great. <laughs> it is so amazing. I don't understand why, if I lived in Catalonia and I had this poop log tradition, like I feel like I would have my kids, why do they have to beat them? Why can't they just give them like some, you know, some whatever that like x lax like give him a laxative and put his blanket back around him i don't like this beating of the log it's so intense look it's tradition you can go argue with barcelonians yeah just give him a diuretic man come on well at least also, some families you know save him the other ones just toss him in the fire toss him in the fire that's really not okay oh my god not okay um when you were talking about this too this also reminded me i wonder if if this was the um inspiration behind Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo on South Park. Mm, I don't know. I think that was just a Matt and Trey winner, but yeah, well, I no, I mean, I'm obsessed the with pic- Mr. Hanky. But what's but- funny though, is the pictures of it. It is like that really just goofy cartoony look with big white eyes with black dots. And then like just a red mouth, you know, just simple cartoony drawing on this, a log, like a, a run of the mill log that has two sticks for legs and then oh a hat my God, this is and shawl. So amazing. So amazingly unhinged. So it's, just, it does it's, give Mr. Hanky vibes when you look at the pictures for sure. Yeah. Maybe they read about it or something. Oh my God. Well, oh God. It's Kahati Ho, the Christmas poop log. Yeah. I do know the whole Christmas poop though. I think I did at some point. I have I haven't seen it in a long time, but oh God, that's so funny. Wow. What? And I didn't think this episode was that going to be that unhinged, but between Bjork and the beating of the Christmas poo. Wow. Wow. See, you're welcome. Virgo pulling it out. Virgo pulling it out. I love it. That's amazing. All the stops. So I just want to say, I hope everyone has a nice poop today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I get some treats. You too. Merry Christmas. (laughs) I hope you get some nougat, some nougat poops. Merry Christmas. Love ya. (laughs) Bye.